Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sharewell Podcast. I'm Tina and I am your host. In addition to this podcast, I also own a creative business called Old Made New. Um, with Old Made New, I'm an avid DIYer, a decorative furniture artist. I share great recipes and I do all of that over at my on my blog at oldmainnew.com. I also am one half of the coaching talent in All in On Business with Michelle Lopez of 4th Street Design Company. So I created Sheer Will to share my personal journey and how Old Main New came to be and to encourage other women to share their personal journeys with you so that if you're feeling stuck, that you hopefully find the hope and strength to overcome your struggles and to achieve your dreams. That's what my hope is for this podcast. So... Are you guys proud of me or what? I have become consistent with the podcast. Whoop, whoop. Three weeks in a row now. I am on a roll. A huge part of that is the overwhelming support that I'm receiving from my listeners and watchers. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to you all. I definitely couldn't have made it past episode one without you. So I will always be grateful for that. Now, if this is your first time listening to Share Will, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you get notified the next time that I upload a new episode. If you missed it today on the podcast, Michelle Lopez, her interview got uploaded to the podcast stream live today. So go back and listen to that because it was a great interview and you'll kind of get a sense of what it is that women talk about when they come on my podcast with me. So this week on the podcast, we're talking about guilt. Now, I know this is something that I struggled with in my life. Whether something was my fault or not, I always seem to be able to find a way to feel guilty about it. It could have been any little thing, and I would just find a way to feel guilty about it. I knew that I needed to work on it because, of course, that's not rational, But I think as women, because we instinctively fix and care and nurture, it makes sense that when things go wrong, we feel like we need to shoulder that guilt too. So at least that's how I rationalized it for myself. So let me give you a little bit of a rewind on Tina. So I grew up um, most of my childhood in Germany, in Staffelstein. For seven years, that's how long we were stationed over there. So from the time I was about nine years old until I had just turned 15. So after we moved back to the States, we got stationed in San Diego, California. Talk about culture shock. So that's where my journey went just a little bit rebellious, if I'm being honest. Definitely made me prime pickings for the things that were going to come. And I don't know if it was necessarily culture shock or maybe just trying to fit in with a much faster paced society or what it was but y'all I'm telling you I lost my ever loving mind it is an absolute miracle that my parents didn't kill me had I been my child I can't say that I would have been quite as patient or understanding I mean I lied I was promiscuous I drank I smoked pot I mean I lost my ever loving mind. Then when I would get caught or if I got in trouble, I would look at everyone else like it's their fault. So 
I was pregnant at 17. And my mother hoped and prayed that that was going to be like the turning point for me. And it was for a very short, short while I got married. But I just didn't have any interest in being a mom or a wife. I wanted to be out there doing what my friends were doing. And I thank God every single day that my parents were there to protect Gabrielle, my daughter, because I honestly don't know what my life would look like today if anything had ever happened to her. My marriage lasted a whopping five whole months because my husband was extremely abusive. And that was all I needed to be off to the races. That was my excuse, right? Now, before you get the wrong idea, my parents were excellent parents. I was raised right. I knew right from wrong. My choices were my own. I wasn't allowed to just go do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. I got whoopings. I got grounded. I got my car taken away. My car got sold eventually. They did everything short of outright beating me within an inch of my life to get my attention. I just was too smart for my own good. And I could literally talk my way out of almost anything. One thing my parents finally did that didn't have an immediate result, but definitely saved my life was just cut me off completely. And I had a lot of feelings about that for a long time. But hindsight is 2020. And I promise you, had they not done that, I would have definitely died. No question in my mind. My decisions and choices, like I said, made me write pickings for a man to force me into prostitution, which led me to becoming addicted to drugs. And then, of course, I did anything I had to in order to stay high, because if I wasn't high, I had to face the reality of the wreckage that I had created in my own life. My family had relocated from California to Texas with my daughter. I was homeless. I was being beaten. I was in and out of jail. I weighed maybe 100 pounds soaking wet with my luggage. In the space of three years, I had attempted suicide four different times. But I'm telling you, God obviously had a purpose for me because I survived all of that when there was no explanation for why I should have. Now, luckily, I escaped the prostitution, but I had so much work to do after reuniting with my family. The first thing, the very first thing, was for me to let them off the hook for leaving me in California in the first place. I couldn't blame them for that. I had ultimately given them absolutely no choice. I wasn't good for anyone at that time in my life. And they had to protect my brothers and my daughter from being exposed to everything that came with the lifestyle I had trapped myself in. So after the hell of the three years without my family... I was grateful to be back with them. Like I was overjoyed. I had lost my parental rights to my daughter. My parents had legally adopted her. Um, One of the things that my mom and I actually fought about, like cats and dogs over the years, was that even when I was clean and living a normal life, I was not allowed to be a mother to my child unless it was when she wanted. My daughter wasn't allowed to call me mom. And my mother at one point even encouraged her to call me her sister. But I still can't blame anyone for any of that because that was all my fault. I made the choices that had led me there. 
So it's at this point in my life that I go from assigning guilt to everybody else to taking on the guilt from everyone else for absolutely everything going on in my life and in the lives of those around me. I took all of it on and wore it like it was that fur coat and walked around in 100 degree heat with it. Like I talked about in my last few episodes, I know now in hindsight that it was because I hadn't dealt with my crap. But it went on for years and years. And I dealt with a lot in a lot of areas in my life because of the guilt that I felt because of not dealing with that. One example where it's glaringly obvious looking back was my relationship with my mom. I've shared with you before that she and I did not have the best relationship for most of my adult life. A lot of that was because of me being a young teenage mom. My mom was also a young teenage mother and felt like she had given up the future she had worked hard for in order to have me. Not that she regretted having me, mind you, but that her life could have definitely been different had she made another choice. So I was her chance to get it right. And remember me saying I was too smart for my own good? I mean, I'm not saying that just like to say it. I literally was like brilliant. Never studied for a test. I sailed through exams with no stress. I was so smart. I was offered a full ride to UCLA as a sophomore in high school. And in case you don't know, that does not happen every day. So, of course, when I became an unwed teenage mother, the morals clause kicked in. And that was the first thing that went away. And then it just continued to compound and compound with every single choice that I made. So when my mom and I would fight or argue, she definitely would push buttons. And she always went straight for the jugular. She would bring up my past or me being a parent or not being a parent. My choice in men. She always landed her punches below the belt, which brought on the guilt. But by the same token, then I would strike back just as hard and push her buttons too because I knew where they were at, like telling her I learned from the best, which always landed where I intended for it to land. So then, of course, there was more guilt. As I got older and after we lost my brother, that guilt became so much worse because not only had I been the ungrateful daughter, but I hadn't been there to take care of her when she was sick as I should have been either. Then with my daughter, in true fashion of the women in our family, every time she wasn't getting her way, she would call me her sister or she'd start calling me Tina because she knew it would make me feel guilty. And I took this in every direction of my life. Not that it was always intentional, but I really didn't even realize that it was because I was still playing a victim. It wasn't until my dad pulled me aside one day and said, come on, we need to have a talk that I started to see it. He sat me down and he was like, you know what that guilt that you're carrying around is? It's like dog crap on the bottom of your shoe. Stop dragging that crap in your house and wipe your damn feet. I honestly didn't do anything to anyone but myself. I treated myself badly and suffered horribly for it. Then he asked me, are you ready to stop suffering yet? For my dad to say that to me, that was deep. If you knew my dad, you would know how deep that is. So it took a while for me to wrap my mind around all of that. So then I go and talk to my mom and to my daughter, my significant other, my siblings, 
Not one person honestly felt that I had harmed them directly. They all acknowledged that they knew that I had harmed myself and that when they said those things while we were arguing, it was always out of anger and because they weren't fighting fair. But that didn't immediately fix the guilt. You know why? Because I still hadn't dealt with my crap. It wasn't until I started to deal with it that I started seeing what they meant. I hadn't done anything to them. My parents protected themselves and my siblings from harm by doing the tough thing and cutting me off until I turned things around. I had went and asked my parents to help with my daughter rather than let her live the life that I was living. That was the best call I could have made as a parent at the time. My brothers were just glad to have their sister back. And I can tell you that if you're taking guilt on or allowing others to use your guilt as a weapon against you, you need to get some counseling and start working through it to find out what the underlying problem is. For me personally, I hadn't forgiven myself for my choices that I had made earlier in my life that led me to where I was. Once I did that, it made all the difference in the world. I got to a point where I would walk away or disengage from the conversation entirely when someone attempted to use my guilt as a weapon against me. You could go fight with yourself. I wasn't going to participate in any of it. Then in my personal relationships, it made me demand better for myself from my partner. So I wasn't the victim anymore. Now when I make a decision about what is healthy or right for me or my family in my life, I do it with conviction and without guilt because I know it is just that, the healthiest thing that I can do in that situation. Life is way too short to surround myself with ugliness, stress, or negative influences. So I refuse to do it in my personal life, in my family life, in my financial life, in my emotional life, in my friendships, relationships, and ultimately in my business. I don't make it about anything more than that because that's all that it's about is living my best life. So if you're dealing with guilt in any part of your life, ask yourself why you feel guilty. Is it because you actually did something wrong? Or is it because someone pushed the right button? Or is it because you have trapped yourself as a victim where people are using your weaknesses to manipulate you? Let me ask you a question. If he's hitting you or verbally abusing you, do you truly believe it's your fault? If your friend is only your friend when you are doing or behaving how they want, is that your fault? I can tell you that more times than not, it isn't your fault and you need to work on your crap so you can get out from underneath it. Once you do, telling you, you walk around with your head held just a little bit higher. You demand better for yourself from the people around you. And you'll start to identify the negative people and influences in your life. And without even intending to, you will naturally start withdrawing from them because you start to love yourself a little bit more. Now, everyone you part ways with isn't always going to exit easily. Some of them are going to try to play the victim make things your fault, intentionally try to hit those buttons. 
You just have to continue to remind yourself that the choice was made solely to improve your quality of life and decrease your negativity, stress, and to improve the overall, you know, light, the light around you. They're going to rant. They're going to rave. Let them. Because at the end of the day, all of that is about them. It has nothing to do with you. I have people that I pray for every morning and every night. And I hope and pray that if they ever get to a place where we can have a healthy relationship of give and take as equals, that there is room for me to welcome them back into my life. Because just because we parted ways because I couldn't have the negativity doesn't mean that I don't love them or care about them. It just means that I love and care about myself too. And that is totally okay for me to do. So if I have to dump a boyfriend because he's not getting it, that's okay. It doesn't mean I don't love him anymore. Doesn't mean that at all. It just means I love myself too. And it's okay to love myself. We don't ever realize how much guilt plays a part in our feelings of low self-esteem or lack of self-worth until you're on the other side of it. But I promise you that if you weather those storms and you do the work, your rainbow is waiting on the other side of it. You will start to identify the behaviors and people with poor intentions more readily and you'll have a deeper understanding of why some people behave the way that they do. I thank God every single day that I get to wake up and live the life that I get to live now. It isn't without pain. It isn't without struggles. But baby, I promise you there are a whole lot less of them today than I had even two years ago. I got up out of that bed. I stopped feeling sorry for myself and I started working through my issues. I took action. Without action, there can be no progress. And you can do it too. You can start right now just by believing that you can. By making the decision to go get help. Get connected with some counseling resources. Work through your issues and start by forgiving yourself. And once you do that, the sky is the limit. Where you go is up to you. For me, it was being able to start a business that I love. And I know y'all hear me say that all the time. But I promise you, and I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. If this business failed tomorrow, if Old Main New folded, if the coaching group failed, I would not shed a tear because the confidence and growth that it has brought about within me is undeniable. And it's not anything that I can ever put a value on. Like, I don't see this ever turning around. Now, do I think my businesses are going to fail tomorrow? No, because I get up every single day that I'm able and I hustle and I hustle hard. Even when I don't feel like doing it, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. And that's with anything in life. It doesn't have to be starting a business. Maybe you're struggling with just being depressed because you've, I've had a lot of people that have recently become disabled and it's new to them. And I relate to that because I was 29 years old, laid up, massive stroke, open heart surgery, almost didn't make it off the table, new lupus diagnosis, nobody knew what the heck was going on. 
I literally spent close to two years in the hospital without a break. It was one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And I did let it get me very, very depressed initially in the beginning. And it's hard not to. But you have to make a choice that you are going to fight and survive this. Whether it's lupus, fibromyalgia, PTSD, all those things. Everything is just about your perspective and how you deal with it. And praying for the strength to understand and move through it. At the end of the day, that's all that it comes down to. And I've had some people say, well, I don't believe in God. That's fine. You don't have to believe in God. I believe in God. I'll pray for you. Send me a message and just tell me, you know what? I could use a little bit of help. I will send the prayer up there to the man upstairs. Because I promise you, he's listening to me. He is evident in every single day of my life, every aspect of my life, without fail. That is an undeniable truth that I have in my life today. And if you just need someone to talk to, you need someone to hear you out, message me. I've told y'all this before, and I talk to you guys all the time when you shoot me a message. Message me. I'll listen. You need me to get on the phone and chit chat with you? I'll do that too. But there are resources out there that are put in place to help us. And I promise you, I can get you connected with ones locally for you. They're going to be able to do way more for you than I can. Because if you're feeling those types of things, you probably need more help than I can give you. Okay, you need more help than just listening to my podcast. You need to be connected with resources and professionals that can actually help you work through the things that you need to work through. But I promise you, if you put in the work and you get to the other side, it is so worth it. So, so worth it. I could not imagine going back to the person that I was just two years ago. I mean, there would have to be something seriously, seriously, seriously like asteroids would have to collide, you know, pandemonium, zombie apocalypse. I don't know. Something major would have to happen for me to go back to that because I literally wake up every single day with joy in my heart, ready to face the day. And don't get me wrong. I'm not 100% happy all the time. My business partner, my friend, Michelle, can tell you. I broke down on her day before yesterday over this roof. I feel like, you know, I'm struggling with it. And it's okay because she knows that that's what I need to do sometimes. And when she needs to do it, I'm there for her. Because it's a healthy, equal relationship of give and take. We show up for each other. We support each other. And I feel like I have a friend in her. And she's not the only one that I've gotten through this experience. I've made so many great connections and friendships of people that I have no doubt in my mind that they would go and slay dragons for me if I needed them to tomorrow. And I would do the same thing for them. So just hold your head up. And if you need help finding resources, I'm a great resource and a great advocate to help connect you with those resources in your local area. Just shoot me a message if you don't know where to look. I can get you pointed in the right direction and maybe even get you connected with someone. So that's all I have for you guys today. Sorry, that last little bit went a little bit off the hip there, but you know, it's whatever's on my heart at the time. And that's why it's my podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Sheer Will. Make sure you tune in next week because I will have another guest on my podcast next week. Super excited about that. I've actually got four or five ladies signed up now, and I'm excited for them to share for them to share their stories with you as well. All right. Thanks so much, guys.